Marketing Your Private Practice is a podcast where you'll learn easy to implement tips and strategies to grow your business without spending all day online. I'm your host, Kathy Koliakovo, and I teach practitioners the Thrive Marketing Method to create simple and streamlined plans by focusing on long-term strategies, not just social media. Discover ways to spend less time on your marketing, attract more clients, and build the financial freedom that comes with a thriving practice. One where you have time left in your day for the people and things that matter to you. Hey, Private Practice Heroes. This is Kathy Koliakovo with the Marketing Your Private Practice with Kathy C. podcast. Today, we're going to focus on the marketing pillar of messaging. Because messaging is key in your marketing, and not just in emails, blogs, and social media content, but also in the content you deliver anytime you talk in front of a group, whether you're in person or online. And no matter if it's an official presentation or speaking gig or not, because all of your messages matter. And that's why we want to focus in on your message in your presentations. Because you don't want to deliver any talk and not have the audience understand the message you're sharing. And if you're like me, you've probably been to one event or presentation or another where the topic sounded so good and you couldn't wait to get there and hear the speaker, but then the message you were looking to hear and learn about was really hard to find in the presentation because the info the speaker shared didn't help you or make you feel like you got what you signed up for. And this happens, but it's the last thing that anyone wants from a speaking presentation, which is to not deliver the message that was the purpose of the talk. Whether you're the speaker or the audience, nobody wants that. Sometimes the presenter or speaker themselves can actually distract the audience from taking in the main message they're sharing. And this is what I want to help you avoid with the information I'm sharing today. Because it all comes down to the P word. You know that word I use over and over in these podcast episodes, planning. This episode was actually inspired by a presentation where I was in the audience and I was all geared up to learn from the speaker and I got nothing. I probably got a couple tidbits to be fair, but honestly, this woman had a really great story to share and really fabulous lessons to learn because I had learned from her before and I was looking to get some updated information on this. But honestly, it really flopped because she was all over the place. You could totally tell she wasn't at all prepared and it showed. She was doing things like skipping slides and moving ahead because she was running out of time. And then she was a little confused on some of the items that she had on her slides. Now, I have to tell you, there's totally a difference and I understand this. There's a big difference between being nervous and being prepared. I get that because I have been the speaker who was picked up off the floor after a talk. Yes, I actually did faint in the middle of a talk one time, but I learned my lesson from that. And now I definitely do not give any talk without taking the time to plan and prepare before getting up and speaking. No matter how short or long your talk, Your message that you want to share has to get across in these situations. And that's why today's episode is going to focus on some tips to help you prepare for talks. And it really was inspired by this presentation that I mentioned because I was so keen and looking forward to this event, 
but I was really disappointed because I don't feel I learned what she promised on the sales page for the event because the message she was sharing got lost in her obvious, oh, it was so obvious that she was unprepared to talk. And I have anxiety when it comes to speaking in public, so I totally feel her pain. But as I was thinking about this experience and thinking about everything that I wanted to share in this lesson today, it really made me realize how much my pre-talk preparation helps me when it comes to my delivery, no matter what type of talk it is. Because I do this kind of prep, whether I'm at a, going to a simple networking event where I might only have to say my elevator pitch. I do it if I'm doing a five-minute or 10-minute presentation. I do it if I have an hour-long presentation or even a full-day workshop. The pre-talk prep is always the same because it helps me make sure I'm ready and I'm ready, more importantly, to deliver a cohesive message that my audience will understand and I'm ready to deliver it with as much ease as possible that I can without passing out because for me, that's a big part of my pre-talk prep. So no matter how big or small your talk, you will have a better chance of delivering that presentation with success by planning and practicing it. When you do this, that message you want to share will get across loud and clear to those that are listening. So let's go through these five pre-talk prep tasks that I include in my checklist. And this is what I do, as I mentioned earlier, before delivering any talk that I have. And actually, if you look at the list of the five things, you could probably boil them all down to one word, practice, 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 practice. But for the sake of making sure you know what to practice, I've actually edited the titles to guide you a little more so that you know the details of what you should be practicing. So let's run through these five steps. The first one is prepare your talk and time it. And I really mean time it. And this means you have to practice your talk. You don't want to leave all your prep to the last minute. You want to make sure that you have time to actually run through the slides and pretend you're delivering them. If you need to do this in front of somebody, do it. If you need to do it on your Zoom or a webinar to practice that way, you want to do it this way. If it's a simple event, you will even want to do things like practice how you're going to introduce yourself. If you're giving a full presentation, you want to make sure that as you practice this, you have time to move ahead with your slides, okay? So part of all this preparing is getting those slides ready and practicing what is on them. And if you've been given a certain amount of time to talk to, you've got to time your practice. And I really mean use a timer. A lot of people forget to do this and they're almost always the person who ends up skipping the slides. And we've all been to an event or a presentation where this has happened. Somebody will sit there and go, oh, oh, this isn't as important and we're kind of running out of time, short on time. So we're just going to move ahead. And they start skipping through the slides. Nothing will lose an audience more than doing this. Trust me, I've been there. I've done it. And I can tell you, your audience doesn't learn as much when this happens. So you want to make sure that you're practicing and timing it. And I always like to make sure that my timing gives me an extra five minutes. So I want to be done five minutes early, especially for longer talks, because that means we can leave time for questions. You can also go into discussion a little more if people don't ask you questions, but it means you're not rushing through. 
Now, if you have a short, short presentation, this is even more important to practice in time. When I was going to the Matrix events with Bob Proctor, and I was doing short presentations to his students, the experts like me who were there to do these presentations, we were all given seven minutes to share what we do and how we help clients in front of all the folks at the event. And trust me, it is really hard to do a seven-minute presentation if you haven't done any practice and haven't timed your practice. That honestly is even harder to do than a longer, like one hour, 45-minute session. And this is why I think it's so important that you have your talk prepared ahead of time and that you are timing it to practice it too. So the second step in this checklist is knowing what kind of tech you're going to be using. And this is really a different kind of way to practice. (laughs) You want to ensure that any technical aspects are figured out ahead of time and that you do have time to practice with the tech if you need to as well. If you're doing a webinar, all I can tell you is for the love of Pete, do a test webinar first. Book another webinar yourself if it's your own system and do a test one. If it's somebody else's system, you want to try testing it out too. If they're going to use, you know, WebEx or if they're going to use um, Microsoft Teams, ask if you can have a practice if you've never done it before. I'll be honest, webinars are more technical sometimes than being on a stage. So don't think that they're easier. They can be worse than a stage, in fact, sometimes. You don't want to be the host of a webinar and talking there and thinking that people can't hear you in the webinar room, and so you get all frustrated, and you start cursing at the system trying to figure things out, and you don't even realize that people could actually hear you. Now, that example was not me, but it was a former client of mine. And the funny thing is, she really did do this, and she did get one client from that presentation, because the lady said she was her type of person based on all that pre-webinar cursing. And so even though it worked out well for her in the end, you want to make sure that you do some practicing if you're doing a system like that. If you're speaking in person and you can practice on the actual stage, try that as well, especially if it is a big event, or at least try to take a look at it ahead of time and check out the lay of the land. If you're able to try to rehearse with the AV equipment you'll be using as well. It's hard to do uh, practice sometimes depending on the situations you're going to be in, but if you have an opportunity to try out and practice with the technology that might be there, try to do that if you can. And I always tell people, ask what equipment will be used at the event. I did a talk this past year that didn't have a projector for my slides. Now, I was prepared ahead of time and something made me ask last minute. And had I not known that ahead of time, I would have shown up looking to find a projector and have my presentation go on screen. And I can tell you right now, because I did it, doing a talk by looking at slides on paper or your own computer in front of a smaller group is very different than doing that talk and having a presentation and this screen up ahead where everybody can see it. So knowing the tech you're going to be using is important and plan for how you're going to use it and practice that if you can too. The third step in this checklist is get to know your presentation and slides. And you will do this if you do some extra practicing. So I always try to tell people, if you can practice enough so that you know your slides really well, I don't want to say like the back of your hand because, well, honestly, I really don't get that saying. My hands, I could easily have my hands in a picture and I wouldn't know if they were my hands or not. 
but you should know your slides as well as you know your partner. So for instance, I could recognize my husband walking from behind a mile away. That's how well you want to know your slides. So you want to practice it as much as possible. Knowing your talk really well will help you deliver it without needing every detailed note for every single slide. This is a more ideal way to do it, and it means doing added practice and working up to it. You want to be looking at the audience as much as you can, not the slides, because the more you're reading from the slides, the easier it is to lose the audience. Plus, a bonus of knowing your slides really well and the content that's on them is that when there are last-minute issues or tech problems or even things like forgetting the thumb drive with the PowerPoint on it, and yes, I've been there and done that one as well, these can all run into major issues when you're trying to do your presentation and they can help you get out of sync with what you're doing, start fumbling, And the entire message you're trying to share will not be as delivered as well or as effectively as if you were more prepared. And this is going to lead us nicely into step number four, because step number four is why I always take a printout of my presentation as well. It's part of my backup plan. And number four is having a backup plan in place. You might need to practice to make the backup plan happen too. But it's really all about taking some time to plan so that no matter what might happen that you cannot imagine could possibly happen, you're still ready and able to present and do your talk. And this is especially key when you might have anxiety and a little stage fright like I do. The question of what if can be one of the biggest sources of anxiety before you do a talk or presentation. What if your PowerPoint presentation fails or the projector breaks or you get that know-it-all in the audience who really gets you off track or maybe your opening fails or even worse, you panic and forget what you're saying. Now, occasionally there might be other things that come into play that can throw you off key with what you're doing. I've had a speaker before me who went over their time. Now, even though it shouldn't have happened, they cut down my time to present. So that made a big shift in what I was doing in my message. So as much as you can be prepared, it really does help you having a backup plan. Even small things like a projector or a mic not working, these what-ifs can really derail you. Anything can happen. And trust me, I have had lots happen. I have been speaking since about 2012. And sometimes I have to say that maybe I make the issues happen, but anything can go wrong when you're speaking and you may not always be prepared for it. But if you've planned and thought out different things, these what ifs, that helps you be a lot more prepared when something does go wrong. I was once presenting on a stage in Las Vegas and they had a major AV team running everything for the tech. So as I was talking to the group, and I want to give a shout out to any IVA peeps that were at that live summit back in 2014 in Vegas, well, we had a great time at the conference, but at one point during my talk on the stage, I literally broke the microphone on the podium. I broke the little stand that was holding the mic. The mic fell out. It was tipped all over. The screws were all out, and I was there scrambling to put them back together so that it was sitting all proper on the podium. I was literally trying to screw those little screws in with my fingernails and they were very small and I was fumbling around and I was trying to make some jokes and have a little laugh 
you know, so the audience (laughs) took the pressure off as well. And at the same time, I was trying to understand the hand movements of the AV guy at the back of the room. And I will tell you, I was in total panic moment right there. Then finally, the AV guy, who I had really challenged at this three-day event with some of my antics because I was the incoming president and I was uh, doing a lot of the talks at this conference. Well, he finally spoke up through his own mic and he was like, Kathy, pick up the mic. Just pick it up and talk into it. You don't need the stand. It still works. (laughs) I was like totally embarrassed. The entire place lost it. We had a good laugh. And it really is a good thing that I can laugh at myself. But I had really been so intent on fixing the mic and getting it back into the stand that I totally forgot I could actually just pick it up, put it in my hands, and talk into it and keep on going. So whatever you can do to plan and prepare for the unexpected, the better off you are, and that will help you have more confidence so when something unexpected challenges you, like breaking the mic, then you'll know what to do. So I always tell people, try to address your fears and create a backup plan for what to do if something happens. The more you can think of that could possibly happen, the better. And you'll release a ton of anxiety by knowing that you're pretty much as prepared as you can be so that if the unexpected happens, you can keep on going and deliver the message you were meant to deliver in your talk. The last step here is really to have fun and be you while you're on stage. And yes, some of us might need to practice this too. This is really hard to do because most people in the world will say speaking in public is their number one fear. And I can tell you this confidently that you 100% see yourself differently when you're speaking in front of a group than your audience does. Nobody else is seeing you shaking from the insides. They're not seeing those butterflies in your stomach. They see you typically talking and presenting confidently. And this is what a lot of people tell me. They tell me I'm so confident on stage presenting that they're really kind of doubtful about my stories of fainting and anxiety, but they can't see inside my body and my brain. And that's where the nervousness comes out. But my planning and my practice helps them see something different than I feel. Being you means being more comfortable in your own skin when you present. And you always want to make sure that you are as comfortable as possible in how you're going to give your talk. One thing for me that I learned back in 2015 is my clothes are a part of this and they're a part of me getting to that comfort level. The last time I wore a skirt and heels when I was speaking was back in 2015 after speaking at an event in Los Angeles. Heels and skirts are not what I typically wear, and they are not the norm for me, so I didn't feel as comfortable in my body in those ways. So after that particular event, I made a decision that was the last time I was going to dress up in a way that I was not comfortable with to deliver a talk. So now when you see me speaking, I typically have jeans and my cowboy boots on, typically with a nice blazer and a top. That's more me and that's how I present now. I'm comfortable in my own skin and my clothes and that helps me be more confident delivering the message that I'm sharing in the talks. So number five is really do what it takes to be you, have fun, be your authentic self and that will help you deliver your message in your presentation. So to recap, those five steps in the checklist are prepare your talk and time it is number one. 
Number two is knowing what kind of tech you're going to have and be using. Number three is getting to know your presentations and the content in your slides. So you got to practice it there. Number four is have a backup plan in place for the things that could go wrong. And number five is have fun and be you while delivering your talk. When you practice and prepare, you will make that talk, no matter what kind it is, a great experience, not only for you, but your audience too. And that will help you make sure that your message gets across and helps the folks in the audience get something from your presentation. Now, if you find it a challenge to determine your overall message for a talk or even your marketing content and you're struggling with that, why not book a free marketing audit with me? These are something I offer as part of my podcast. They are free for you. We'll get on a call. We'll discuss what issues you're having, determine some of the next best steps you can take to move forward and make sure that you start being more effective with your messaging and your marketing. And you can book your free audit at pepperitmarketing.com slash audit. And I will link to that in the show notes wherever you're listening to this episode. Now, before I sign off, there's a bonus thing that I want to talk to you about that will help you boost your confidence. This is something that I do all the time, and it really does help me remember that I am a good speaker and that people do get my message. So what I want you to do here is I want you to remember all of the times that you get feedback whenever you talk to people or present or teach things. Remember those times when people said how good your talk was, how they learned something really great, how they enjoyed the presentation, how it was so funny when you told the story of your Vegas tattoo that wasn't really a tattoo at all. Now, don't ask about that right now, but if you do want to know the story, just message me on Instagram. But if you were there at that Vegas conference, it was hilarious because really, whoever thought anybody could get a tattoo and not even feel it or remember it? Turns out, nobody. You will definitely remember if you got a tattoo, and it was definitely not me, thank goodness. But the thing is, I want you to remember all the times people give you the feedback on your talks, because even though you only hear that from a few people, how much they liked your talk and how much it helped them, there are so many more people that don't speak up, I promise you. So when you pay attention to this feedback, you write it down, you record them, you have them at the ready so that you can review them whenever you're preparing to give a talk. Looking at these words, I promise you this will help boost your confidence a lot and help you deliver your message with success. So that is everything I wanted to share today. This is Kathy Koliakovo signing off. And I just want to remind you to thrive in practice. That means ensuring that Anytime you get to deliver a talk, no matter how big or small, that you plan and prepare for it so you can deliver your message with success and confidence so that your audience totally gets what you were trying to share in that presentation. That way, it's a win-win for everybody. I'll see you next time. You can find all of our show notes and resources mentioned at marketingyourprivatepractice.com. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at Pepper It Marketing and say hi. I'd love to hear any feedback you have and make sure to rate and review the podcast and hit subscribe on your favorite player so you don't miss any future episodes.